use you mildly such a time like this to touch people's life. Amen. Amen. Well, I have a word for us, but before that, I want to uh, ask us to get ready for communion. Um, <clears throat> look for um, bread, look for crackers, cookies. Get, you, if you don't have juice or if you don't have uh, uh, anything that uh, we use as a communion element, it is just symbolic. So we could use, look for something similar and which is the demonstration of our faith. So don't worry that you don't have the actual communion cup and uh, you know, with the wine and the communion bread, but it's just a demonstration of our faith because as we demonstrate our faith, the power of God will move through what we are doing because we are just uh, putting into action and practice what the word of God says, hallelujah. And let us not forget that in John chapter two, the first miracle that Jesus performed, he blessed water and it tastes better than the wine that have ever been drunk. So God's power is moving on our behalf. So get water, get uh, some juice, orange juice, whatever juice, or even if it's a soda you have, uh, not alcohol. Not, if you have a wine, there should not be alcohol in it. And then we're going to pray over it, and the power of God will transform it into the communion um, symbol that we need. Hallelujah. So that will be towards the end of the message, but I'm preparing us to get ready for communion <clears throat> as the Spirit of God leads us. Well, I have a word for us this morning. Entitled, I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I want you to repeat that after me. I am redeemed. I am by the blood of Jesus. So what would the communion that we're going to be partaking in and uh, the, both elements of the communion the bread signifying the body of Jesus that was broken and the blood that was shed. That's what the wine signifies. What does that mean? And how does that benefit us? We who believe in the works of Jesus Christ. Repeat after me one more time. I am redeemed, I am redeemed by, the by the blood of Jesus. Well, you know, in the United States, maybe you might be watching us from outside United States, but February has been reserved to honor Black history. So this is Black History Month. And that uh, kind of uh, speaks about the struggles of Black people um, from generations since they came into this country. <clears throat> and it's talking about freedom and the achievement of the black race in the United States of America. But I believe it, it applied to all people that are part of the black race across the world. And as we, we celebrate a day like this, it speaks of our struggle to achieve freedom. But then our physical struggles should lead us to uh, look for spiritual freedom, spiritual freedom. And that is what redeem means. The redemption by the blood of Jesus gave us spiritual freedom. Let's look at Colossians chapter 1. I want to read verse 14. Colossians, the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 14. Is it in whom? 
we have redemption because of his sacrifice resulting in the forgiveness of our sins and the cancellation of sins penalty in Jesus Christ. The Paul, Apostle Paul was talking about Jesus Christ and following suit uh, uh, speaks about from Colossians chapter 1, verse 14 to 19, and from 15 talks about how God positioned him to carry God's power as his child, as divinity. So I want you to take time and read First uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 14, all the way to 19. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. You can read that for us. Okay. In him we have redemption, that is our deliverance and salvation through his blood, which paid the penalty yes. for our sin yes. and resulted in the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin in accordance with the riches of his grace. Amen. So that's the uh, scripture foundation supporting redemption. So redemption means Jesus Christ through his sacrificial death purchased, he bought us, purchased believers from the slavery of sin to set us free from the bondage of the law to, to freedom of life in him. Hallelujah. He purchased us from the slavery of sin to set us free from the bondage of the law to freedom of life in him. Hallelujah. So your sin push you into, you know, slavery. Your sin dictates your life and the consequences of your sin. But the law which held us in bondage referred to the Ten Commandments. Why? Why was it a bondage? It was difficult for anybody to obey the Ten Commandments as it was expected. Because when you break one, you were guilty for the rest. So when you broke the first commandment, you were guilty for the rest. <clears throat> and all the other, uh, making up, I believe, 600, when you went into these laws. Why? Because it had no provision for forgiveness of sin. The Ten Commandments had no provision for the forgiveness of sin, which we obtain through the grace and mercies of God by the blood of Jesus. Your sins were forgiven temporary using an animal's blood, the sheep blood, but that did not take away sin completely. So even though the act has been performed, you carry the guilt that your sin brought over you. But Jesus' blood, through grace and mercy, set us free and, and forgave us of our sins completely. Jesus made a statement, I came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. What did he mean? Jesus meant to give us the grace, the empowerment, to fulfill the law. By, by grace are you saved through faith. So the grace there gave us the empowerment because now the spirit of God that works 
behind the grace and the mercy of God now empowers us. The Spirit of God quickens our spirit with the power of God to obey the laws. We could obey the word of God, which also is the commandment and the law, by the Spirit of God empowering us and giving us the power we need. Hallelujah. Because the flesh detects much in our life. First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 to 19. First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 to 19. It says, For you know that you were not redeemed from, from your useless, spiritually unproductive way of life, inherited by tradition from your forefathers, with perishable things like silver and gold. But you were actually purchased with precious blood, like that of a sacrificial lamb, unblemished and spotless, the priceless blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You were bought and purchased from your sins. You were set free from the bondage of your sin Amen. by the blood of Jesus. What are you planning to leave your hires when you die? Mm. What are you planning to leave your hires? Those that will succeed you when you die. When we look into our, our ancestral generation, sometimes there are certain blessings that we could point out that they were the ones that left it. They were the ones that achieved it and left it behind for our inheritance. It could be some amount of wealth. It could be a business. It could be, uh, you know, uh, a house, whatever it is. If we as hires of our families, blessing, did not want the inheritance, no one could force us to accept it. The hire will have had to accept it to benefit from it. The heirs, the, the heirs will have, have to accept it to benefit from it. So if there's any inheritance in your family, you have to accept the inheritance. You have to see it as a blessing mm -hmm. to inherit it. But if you don't want it, nobody could force you to inherit that blessing. Jesus' death on the cross broke the power of sin as a sacrifice so that God's plans of restoration will be ours. So we have to position ourselves to receive it, else it's not going to benefit us. The works on the cross will not benefit you if you don't position yourself to receive it. We are bought by the blood of Jesus. Only the blood of Jesus could take away sin and purge us from the guilt we carry around after committing a sin, missing the mark, sin disobeying the word of God. Hallelujah. John chapter 1 verse 1 described the divinity of Jesus Christ and how he was the only one that was positioned to go on the cross on our behalf mm. so that our sins will be forgiven once and for all. He says, in the beginning before all time was the word who was Christ and the word was with God. And the word was God himself. Mm. 
Hallelujah. John 1.14 says, And the word Christ became flesh and lived among us, and we actually saw his glory. Glory as belongs to one and only begotten son of the father. The son who is truly unique, the only one of his kind, who is full of grace and truth, absolutely free of deception. But the glory that this scripture verse is talking about is embedded in his death on the cross. His obedience caused God to glorify his name. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Because of Jesus' obedience, because he had a choice to have said, this assignment should pass me by. He was tempted to uh, reject the assignment. But he, his divinity quickened him and strengthened him to accept the assignment. And what did he say? Not, thy, not my will, but thy will be done. Hallelujah. And for so doing, he obtained the glory of God. Jesus lovingly became one of us to pay the penalty for our sins and to conquer death once and for all. Conquering death once and for all introduced the concept of salvation. Mm -hmm. By Jesus' death, we obtain grace, which causes us to experience eternal life. Salvation is talking about life here on earth and life in eternity. He conquered death once and for all. Mm -hmm. Now, when you die, your life translates into eternity forever and ever when you are saved, when you have accepted Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, and you live it, you live your salvation. And once saved, always saved. It's not, it's not true. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9. Can you read that for us first, lady? Yeah. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9. For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and giving eternal life yes. through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, yes. not through your own effort, yes. but it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God, yes. not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law mm -hmm. so that no one will be able to be no one will able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. Hallelujah. Not by your works, nor by trying to keep the law, but you couldn't kept it anyway. So the law pointed to the fact that we need Jesus. We need Jesus to fulfill it. So the laws uh, uh, challenge and difficulty to leave only demonstrated the, the idea that we need Jesus. We need grace. Yes. We need mercy that we could only find in Jesus and his assignment and work on the cross. By grace are you saved through faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans chapter 10, verse 3 to 13. I want you to um, work... Uh, but uh, on this scripture, read it uh, during your quiet time during the week 
Romans chapter 10, verse 3 to 13. But I want us to go to verse 9. We describe the concept of salvation, how salvation is applied to our lives. Hallelujah. It says, because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, <clears throat> recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart, that, believing in your heart mm -hmm. that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Yes. You will be saved. Amen. For with the heart, a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification. That is being made righteous. You already been made righteous. Being free from the guilt of sin and made acceptable to God. And with the mouth, we acknowledge and confess this faith openly. What you believe in your heart, you confess it openly by faith. So when you confess it, that demonstrates the faith. Mm. Hallelujah. His faith opening, resulting in and confirming this salvation. For scripture says, whosoever believes in him, whosoever adheres to, to trust in, in and relies on him will not be disappointed in expectations. Mm. For the 12, there is no distinction between Jew and Gentile. Okay. For the same Lord is Lord over all of us, and he's abounding in riches, blessing for all who call on him in faith and prayer. Mm -hmm. Let's look at verse 13. For whosoever calls, no matter who you are, no matter your, 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 your status in life, your race, your culture, hallelujah. Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord, Jesus, will be saved. Whosoever calls on the name Jesus will be saved. He's using Lord here, and you might, uh, uh, you might think it's talking about God, but when you read from the beginning, it started with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So pointing to the fact that whosoever will call on the name of Jesus will be saved. Mm -hmm. Let's pay attention to verse 13. Will be saved means it is guaranteed. Mm. It is guaranteed. The word of God could have used shall be saved. Mm -hmm. And that would have meant if or but. No surety. No guarantee. If the word had used shall. Shall really communicate if or but kind of situation. Not really uh, 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 guaranteed. But the word used will, meaning when you call on the name of Jesus by faith, you will be saved. Hallelujah. He came in the form of human to, to defeat Satan on the cross to restore our dominion he took from Adam. The, the, the activity in the Garden of Eden we lost through Adam. God gave dominion to us through Adam, dominion over everything through Adam. <clears throat> and Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, 29, will um, talk about that if you do your reference. But that dominion was lost 
when they disobey God's word. Now, Jesus has to come in the form of a human being to defeat Satan on the cross and to take back what Satan has lost, dominion, the power. And this dominion will receive again through grace. When we come to Christ and trust our, our, our salvation in him, we receive dominion through the grace of God, of Jesus. Hallelujah. The grace that comes to us through Jesus. God's grace and mercies that come to us through Jesus empowers us. It restores the dominion that Adam uh, lost to Satan. So Jesus had to come in the flesh to die and conquer death once and for all. Why? Because the law said the wages of sin is death. And that death uh, had two a meaning, spiritual death and physical death. So physical death talks about our death physically, the end of our life in the world. Where would your soul be if you are to die today? Mm. And if you are saved and live a righteous lifestyle, um, uh, um, that your salvation uh, is commanding you to do, then death is conquered forever in your life. Mm. Because now you're going to inherit what? Life, eternity, mm. forever and ever. Hallelujah. Mm. So your salvation is inheriting the kingdom of God here on earth and continuing in eternity in heaven, forever and ever. So separation, death is separation from the glory of God, which produces life. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Jesus was what? 100% man and 100% God, divinity. He was the son of God. Hallelujah. Yes. And when you read uh, uh, the word in Colossians chapter uh, uh, 1, verse uh, uh, 14 to, to uh, verse uh, 14, 1, 14 to 19, it talks mostly about that. Hallelujah. So his divinity described him what? As the son of God. And Jesus' blood has no sin. Because sin came into this world through Adam. We inherited from generations since Adam sin. So Jesus has to come in the flesh to die and conquer sin once and for all so that he could restore what the devil took from us, which is dominion. The question is, why Jesus' blood? Why was it Jesus' blood alone that could perform this assignment? To buy us, to redeem us unto God. Hallelujah. Amen. To break the power of sin and restore our glory in God. Jesus was planted in his mother's womb by the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Which means that he received blood from the Holy Spirit, not Mary, his mother. Mm -hmm. He was only planted in the womb. Because when you read Luke chapter 1, verse 26, 33, it says, and Mary, a virgin, was visited by angel Gabriel. 
to bring the message of the birth of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, <clears throat> uh, therefore, Jesus' blood had no sin. It is only his blood that could save us because his blood had no sin. Hallelujah. He lived as man and he was able to overcome every temptation that faced man. He walked our shoes. The spiritual principles for spirits to operate in this world is through a living creature. Spirits can only operate through this world, through a living creature, and whether it's man or an animal. And that's how we see the demonstration of, of it in the Garden of Eden in the beginning. The word of the Lord says, Satan came to Adam and Eve in the form of a serpent. He took possession of a snake, hallelujah, and approached Adam and Eve to deceive them. Hallelujah. So Jesus coming as human have to come through the womb of a human being. And Mary was the favorite one. So he can fulfill his assignment in this world. Can you read Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 33? Yes. Now in the sixth month of yeah. Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee yes. called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, mm -hmm. a descendant of the house of David. Yes. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, the angel said, greetings, favored one, my God, yes. the Lord is with you. Yes. But she was greatly perplexed at what he said and kept carefully considering what kind of greeting this mm -hmm. was. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Listen carefully. You will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and eminent and will be called the son of the most high mm -hmm. and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, mm -hmm. and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom, there shall be no end. Hallelujah. I want us God. to pay attention to verse 33. What does it say? And he will reign over the house of mm. Jacob, Israel, <clears throat> forever, oh and God. of his kingdom, there shall be no end. No end. Of his kingdom, mm. the kingdom of God. In his uh, preaching, he said, repent. Mm. John the Baptist, preparing the way for Jesus, said, repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. He came to demonstrate the kingdom style living. How to live according to the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. How to inherit, how to ex experience the kingdom of God. And life eternity is living forever and ever. Mm -hmm. So salvation in him gives us that outcome of living life eternity, mm -hmm. hallelujah. His kingdom, so to, to, to be part of Jesus' kingdom, the kingdom of God, is through Jesus, okay. hallelujah. We inherit the kingdom of God by being saved on earth. Mm -hmm. 
and then we'll live it forever and ever during life eternity because it's too 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 life in the lake of fire you know that it's not life but in heaven it is life the birth of jesus uh, and the punishment was described in the garden of eden the, the, the situation between Eve and Satan, God pronounced punishment for Satan deceiving man through Eve and also Adam and also him, the deceiver. Satan, the deceiver, also received judgment, punishment. And that was already announced in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Look at it. it says, and I will put enmity, open hostility between you and the woman and between your seed offspring and her seed. And he shall fairly bruise your head mm -hmm. and you shall only bruise his heel. Mm -hmm. So the seed was Jesus mm -hmm. coming to die on the cross to conquer death once and for all, to restore us back to God, to set us free from bondage and captivity hallelujah mm -hmm. so we seen the the manifestation of the word of god through the punishment that was pronounced in the garden of eating mm -hmm. hallelujah the satan could only bruise our heel by making life a living hell for us but we could obtain grace and mercy we could find peace and freedom from the works of Satan, when we accept Christ, Amen. when we are saved, and we live according to God's word. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 to 16, but I will only read it. said, therefore, let us with privilege. He knows what we suffer. He came as a high priest. He walked in our shoes, verse 15 describes. <clears throat> Why? Therefore, let us with privilege approach the throne of grace, that is the throne of God's gracious favor with confidence and without fear mm -hmm. so that we may receive what? Mercy for our failures, our sins, our mistakes, our unrighteousness and find his amazing grace to help in time of need. Yes. An appropriate blessing coming just at the right moment the amplified version of, 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 of scripture. But Jesus was made a sacrifice for sin because he knew no sin. Mm. He was made a sacrifice, not only his blood, <clears throat> but he was made as the sacrificial lamb. Hallelujah. He has, be, he has to be the lamb whose blood will be shed. Hallelujah. So <clears throat> he was a sacrifice who knew no sin. The cross of Jesus will have been a sham unless he who hung on it knew no sin, but was made a sacrifice for sin. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So we could obtain righteousness through Jesus because he knew no sin. His blood, even his blood, had no sin in it. And we see that demonstration of it as I speak about it, that he received blood from the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit planted him in Mary's womb. Mm -hmm. So therefore he was not receiving blood, 
from Mary, but the power of God was nourishing him in the womb because that womb, the person that carried that womb has sin in her. It said, from, from, from sin did we all come because we come from Adam mm -hmm. and therefore from our mother's home, womb, as we came into this world, we were already sinful. You see, so Jesus did not receive blood from Mary, which was already has sin in it. So the cross will not mean anything. The cross will not will not look uh, 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 beneficial if the one that hung on it has sin in him. But he went to the cross as a sacrificial lamb with no sin. Second Corinthians chapter five verse twenty one. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it says, for he had made him to be sin for us. God has made Jesus to be sin for us, who knew no sin. He knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We might be made the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. Predestined. Predestined. So you will benefit from this righteousness through Jesus Christ, accepting him as your Lord and personal Savior. The effectiveness of salvation is because Jesus' resurrection came out of death. Jesus resurrected from the dead. Mm -hmm. And that made salvation very effective. The gospel is filled with power because Jesus died for our sin. And he resurrected on the third day. No other religious leader can claim likewise. This understanding brings and communicates into reality the idea that Jesus' resurrection produced what? The resurrection power. Because it was the power of God, the Holy Ghost, that went into the tomb of death and resurrected Jesus from the dead. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. The power of God resurrected Jesus from the, from the dead. So to make the gospel to be filled with power, to be filled with power. And this power works on our behalf through the same Holy Ghost power. This is the power that produces life. The power that brings healing also breaks the works of Satan and demons as well as set us free from bondage and captivity. No matter what bondage, no matter what captivity, you find yourself in the resurrection power when it hits you will set you free. Why? Because Jesus is seated at the right hand side of the Father in heaven. He is alive, interceding for you and I. John chapter 10, verse 10 says, the thief, who is the thief? Satan and demons. They come to kill, steal, and destroy. The only thing demonic works and those that subscribe to demon could receive is destruction, killing, and stealing. <clears throat> the power of Satan or demons do not fix anything. They do temporary stuff to deceive you. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. But Jesus said, I came that day you and I might have life and enjoy life and have it in abundance mm -hmm. to the full. 
to it overflows, till it overflows. Abundance that has no end mm. that we enjoy in Jesus. The Holy Ghost reveals the divine mysteries in the communion ordinance. Hallelujah. Even as we are going to observe communion today together under the power of the Holy Ghost, mm. what is the mysteries behind the communion? It is only the Holy Spirit that could reveal the mysteries behind the communion ordinance. Because God cleanses our soul with the blood of Jesus so that we might receive what life from death. Yes. Death is spiritual and physical. So spiritual death will impact your soul. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus has power to cleanse us from death and sin in our soul. The Holy Spirit reveals the divine mysteries in the communion. The Holy Spirit reveals the divine mysteries in the communion. The word of the Lord says there is a fountain in heaven filled with blood. <clears throat> Zechariah chapter 13, verse 1. It says, in that day, a fountain shall be opened for the house of David and for the people of Jerusalem for cleansing from sin and impurity. What blood could that be? Mm -hmm. Demonstration of the Father. The blood was ordained already to be shared on our behalf, even before the idea of committing sin was manifested because God knew that we were gonna sin and therefore he made provision to bring us back to him. He made provision to restore us back unto him. So this scripture is referring to those that come to God through Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus was shed on earth. He came to demonstrate it, but it was already offered in heaven. It was already offered in heaven. Provision was already made for him to come and die on our behalf, to save us from our sin yes. in heaven. Jesus' last word on the cross was, it is finished. His last word before he gave up the ghost was, it is finished. And what does that mean? This means the purpose of the lamb that was slain. Revelation says, the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. So when Jesus said, it is finished and give up the ghost. It meant the purpose of that prophecy, of that provision for the lamb that was slain before the foundation of that, it has happened. It has happened. The beginning of a new covenant with God in which grace and mercy gives us access to forgiveness of our sin. The beginning of a new covenant with God in which grace and mercy gives us access for forgiveness of our sins. And our uh, communion scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 26. Hallelujah. It says, for I have received from the Lord himself that instruction which I pass unto you. 
that the Lord Jesus on the night which he was <clears throat> betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this represents my body, mm -hmm. which is offered as a sacrifice. Yes. Which is offered as a sacrifice for you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Do this in affectionate remembrance of me. In the same way after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant ratified and established in my blood. Ratified and established in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in affectionate remembrance of me. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are symbolically proclaiming the fact of the Lord's death until he comes, until he comes, until he comes to receive us into life eternity, until he comes to judge the world and separate the goat from the sheep. Hallelujah. Until he comes, he, which means he has promised he's coming back to receive us unto him. Say, I go to prepare a place yes. for you. Yes. In my father's place, there's many mansions talking about heaven. And you will what? Be with me in heaven. Beloved, the devil cannot cross the line drawn with the blood of Jesus or a hedge built with the blood of Jesus. When blood is poured out from any living flesh, it changes color, which is a sign that there's no longer life in the blood. And so dogs and flies are attracted to it. <clears throat> when you see any blood uh, in anywhere for uh, if, uh, 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 lasting for uh, minutes, you're gonna find flies trying to get to that blood yes. and dogs lick that blood. Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11, why? Because the life of a living creature is in the blood. Hallelujah. It's in the blood. Leviticus, I'm sorry, chapter 17 verse 11. It says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement. It is the blood that has the ability to, to atone, to pay our sins. God uses the blood as a means to forgive us of our sin. Atonement is exchange. And this situation of blood, an animal blood, was used to substitute for a human life that have sinned and was destined to judgment and condemnation. So that blood of that animal, which have life in that blood, was used as a substitute to save the human that have committed the sin. So instead of the human being dying, atonement, and that's what Jesus came to demonstrate. Instead of we dying, Jesus came to die for us <clears throat> so that we might receive life here on earth and life eternal. Repeat after me. Jesus' blood is alive. Jesus' blood You could type alive. it in or you could say wherever you are, 
Jesus' blood is alive. Jesus. Jesus' blood is alive. And there are five areas of our lives we can apply the blood of Jesus. How can we benefit from the blood of Jesus? There are five areas of our lives we can apply the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. One, you could apply it on your person. You can apply it, second, on your family. You can apply the blood of Jesus over your possession. We see Job suffering the attack of demonic works over his possession, over his children, and all that he has worked for. We can apply the blood of Jesus over our work, our job, our business, our whatever that is a source of income for us. In fact, we can apply the blood of Jesus over our relationships, communicating influence. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Jesus' blood was shed. Blood came out of Jesus' body when the thorns was trusted on his head and it was pressed on. When you see sometimes the body of Jesus on a cross and there's a thorn around his head, sometimes we see blood dripping from the edges of the tongue. His blood was shed. When you apply the blood of Jesus over your person, you will receive what? Healing for your mind, soul, and body. When you apply the blood of Jesus over your person, you will receive healing and believing in the works of the blood because it represents the sun, the power that worked through the blood. You receive healing for your mind, soul, and body. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. Isaiah <clears throat> chapter 53, verse 5. He says, but he was wounded for our transgression. Isaiah was already prophesying about the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. 600 years and over before it happened. He, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our wickedness. Our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing. The punishment required for our well-being fell on him. The punishment required for us to live life fell on Jesus when he went on the cross. And by his stripes, he was whooped. He was brutalized and blood all over his body. His flesh was torn all over before he even went on the cross. And by his tribe's wounds, we are healed. Amen. By his tribe wounds, we are healed. Blood oozes out of his body so that we could apply that blood on ourselves to receive that healing. My God. When we demonstrate by speaking, by confessing, by applying the blood of Jesus, by faith, demonstrating by faith. God bless you, hallelujah. Father, we commit everyone watching us this hour. We ask that the blood of Jesus build the hedge of protection. Yes, Father. Build the hedge of protection mm. over your passion. Yes. The blood of Jesus build the hedge of protection over your family. The blood of Jesus Build a hedge of protection 
over your work, over your possession, over your business, over your relationship, I'll release the power that worketh in the blood of Jesus to build the head of protection all around you, to build a head of protection to prevent us from sicknesses, disease, and infirmity. This season of, 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 of the viruses, this season of coronavirus, we plead, plead the blood of Jesus over your life that the power of God will move through the blood of Jesus and protect us and bring healing even if we contract the virus. Hallelujah. And give us the ability to beat the virus even if, even if we contract it. God has power to heal us from coronavirus. Father, heal us. And heal those that are watching me that maybe <clears throat> have contracted coronavirus yes, or are experiencing the impact because this virus, if you, even when you contract it, you still experience some effects, other sicknesses coming over your body. Power of God through the blood of Jesus, heal anyone experiencing the after effects of contracting coronavirus. And it's, it's being described that even that is worse than the symptom that you experience when the virus is actually active in your body. Father, let your mighty power heal those that are experiencing effects of the virus and break the power of, of the virus, coronavirus, over those that have contracted it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You have power to do the impossible. You have power to do the unseen. <clears throat> when we, we, we trust and believe in you, we bless God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> well, I want to ask uh, uh, if you do not know Christ, this is not a time for excuses. The word of the Lord says, it is appointed for man to die and there is judgment after death. Hallelujah. My question to you is, if you are to die right now, are you ready? Could you sincerely answer this question? Where would your soul be? Whether in heaven or in hell? If you say you do not have any answer to this question, it's a demonstration that you need Jesus in your heart, not around you. <clears throat> Hallelujah. In your heart, Jesus' position in our life should be in our heart. That is where the power and the spirit of God is, is, is designed to live, our heart. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Our innermost being, our, our spiritual self, the place that God left in us, that only him could fill. That is where it's meant for Jesus to be. Where you said things did not go right <clears throat> sometime in the past, so I'm mad at God. I hear a lot of people saying that this is time for you to come on home. Amen. Come on home and give God a chance Amen. to work out what he was trying to do yes. before you fell off Amen. your relationship with him. I'm calling you to come on home. If you want to accept Jesus again, if you want to rededicate your life back unto Christ, 
I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I thank you for dying on the cross. I thank you for dying on the cross. I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I invite you into my heart, dear Jesus. I invite you into my heart, dear Jesus. And I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you are the son of God. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. To be my Lord. To be my Lord. And personal Savior. And personal Savior. And I will serve you, dear Jesus. And I will serve you, For the rest of my life. 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 While you have come into a covenant agreement with God through Jesus. God is expecting you, or Jesus is expecting you to do your end of the bargaining by obeying this covenant. Hallelujah. And God will fulfill his end of the covenant. What I declare you saved, and angels in the heavens are rejoicing for your salvation. Now, the most important part of this uh, confession is that your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life, the Lamb's mm -hmm. Book of Life. You want to know more about the Lamb's Book of Life? When you pick up your Bible, go straight to Revelation chapter 20, and I believe verse 11, 12, going to 16. And that is the standard. That is the book that God is, Jesus is going to use to determine who goes to hell to be with demons and Satan in the lake of fire and who goes to heaven to be with God and Jesus. That is the book that is going to determine, that is going to answer. Hallelujah. And that's where we want our name to be. <clears throat> God bless you. We want to hear from you as our information will come on the screen. You could send us email. If you need a Bible, you could ask us to send you a Bible. And we are going to support you in prayer. Let us hear about you, that you got saved today. And we will support you in prayer. Hallelujah. Look for a Bible and begin reading the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And it's going to help you in your newfound faith in Jesus. God bless you. And um, we're going to go into communion, right? Yes. Pastor. Let's go into communion. Now you've been saved. And let's demonstrate the idea behind the communion. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Father, forgive me of my sins if you think your heart is not at the right place. And everybody could participate in this communion. Now get your, get your cup, get your your wine ready, get your water, get your juice, get your, your soda, get your cookie cracker, bread, whatever you have, representing <clears throat> the bread and representing the cup which contains the wine. And I'll release the power of God over your Father, whatever your people are using as a demonstration of their faith to participate in this communion ordinance, Lord, let your mighty power move over it. You transform and change these into the elements of communion as it was spoken in the word of God. Father, you have power because the son Jesus turned water into wine Amen. in John chapter 2. Mm -hmm. Father, let your mighty power be released over these, these, uh, 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 these things we are using to uh, symbolize the communion elements in the name of Jesus. Let's go to uh, communion. You have it, okay? Can you read it, Pastor? Can you no, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, let's go to First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse twenty-three. Okay. 
okay. to 26. Hallelujah. For I received from the Lord himself that instruction which I passed on to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night in which he was betrayed yeah. took bread. So take your bread, take your, your crackers, take your uh, cookies, whatever, flour, anything that, you know, is made out of flour. Just take it. Go ahead. And when he had given thanks, he broke it yes. and said, this is my body, yes. which is offered as a sacrifice for you. Do this in affectionate remembrance of me. Father, bless this bread as we eat it. Pray, say a little prayer. Say a prayer about what you want this bread to do in your life. Not only are you breaking the body of Christ, but bread also represents our needs. Hallelujah. That Lord's prayer says, uh, 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 give me this day, my daily bread, mm -hmm. my daily bread, your needs, physical and spiritual, your needs, healing, your needs, deliverance, your needs, breakthrough, release, breakthrough in my business, in my work, promotion, whatever your needs are, whatever you are expecting God to do in your life, these are needs. Anything you want God's power to touch and transform, those are your needs. Begin to commit it into the hands of the Lord and let's eat the bread, eat it, and thank God that he has already manifested the blessings in those areas of needs. Thank God for the body of Jesus that was broken on our behalf so that our needs will be met and we will also receive salvation, amen. Go ahead. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. So now get your cup. If it's a, a, a glass of water or a cup of water, get it. Whatever it is, whatever you have in it that is uh, liquid, with the exception of wine, with the exception of anything that has alcohol in it, don't use it for this, uh, this communion ordinance. Hallelujah. Pick it up. Go ahead, firstly. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Yes. Do this as often as you drink it in affectionate remembrance of me. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are symbolically proclaiming the fact of the Lord's death Hallelujah. until he comes again. Amen. Hallelujah. And you said, his blood, when we plead the blood of Jesus, we receive healing. Hallelujah. When we plead the blood of Jesus, we receive deliverance. So not only the blood of Jesus forgive our sins, but it break the power of the consequences of our sins. Hallelujah. It set us free from bondage and captivity. It brings deliverance. It brings healing. Let's drink the cup and thank God and plead the blood of Jesus. I said, there are five areas of our life we could plead the blood in my message. In our person, uh, our family, plead the blood over your family, our possessions to, to uh, prevent the attacks of the enemy, our work and our relationship. So plead the blood of Jesus. Build the hedge of protection over these areas of, of your life by pleading the blood of Jesus for protection, hallelujah. Any line drawn with the blood of Jesus, Satan and demons cannot cross over. 
the power of God moves through the blood of Jesus and bring healing, deliverance, breakthrough, destroy bondages and captivity over our lives as we drink this cup. It is symbolic. It represents the blood of Jesus. There's power that worketh through the blood of Jesus. That power should work in our lives. Set us free. Deliver us. Heal us from our bondages and our captivity. Sickness, disease, and infirmity be destroyed over our lives through the blood of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. God bless you all for being with us in today's service. First lady, you could take us to them. Glory be to God. What a powerful word um, that we have just heard. <clears throat> I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus. If you are just tuning in, um, go ahead and watch the whole replay in its entirety. It will bless your life. I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. One thing I love about the blood of Jesus, you can't penetrate through it, my God. So whatever you apply the blood of Jesus to, yes. it shall be saved. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, the blood, it quickens, it revives, it restores, it heals. Yeah. It brings so much to yeah. your life. That's why it's a, a familiar scripture in the Bible we know. It's a thanks be unto God who always <coughs> causes me to triumph. Amen. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what you're hearing what you see apply the blood of jesus my Amen. god well at this time i want to extend the offer for you to become a member of lightweight church of god in christ if you're looking for an online community that you can um um assemble with online go ahead and fill out the form it's in our mm -hmm. um our comment section yes. and someone from the office will be getting back to you amen if you are looking for prayer glory be to god i know that we have a lot of international partners that are looking for prayer and and pastor daniel's working on an amazing platform that we can reach you all amen and also if you are looking to sow amen sow in this good ground you yes. can go to lightweight church Church.com, lightweightchurch.com, and you can sow your seed there, or you can go to Text to Give, which is 833-901-2082, 833-901-2082. Glory be to God. I want to pray for you as you are preparing to sow your seed today. Amen. And you ask the Father, what is it um, that you have me to give? Amen. That would be your best seed that the Father would tell you to give. Amen. And you know what? If if you are in a position where you say, well, um, I don't have anything to give. We want to pray for you as well. We want to pray that next time you come and, and congregate, uh, congregate amongst us online, that the Father will rain increase upon your finances. But go ahead and get your best seed together. We're asking everyone to sow a $100 seed this morning and, and let us pray as you are going forth. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the seeds that are going forth this morning. Father, we apply your blood the blood of Jesus upon every seed that is being planted this morning. Father, we thank you for healing. We thank you for turnaround. We thank you for peace. We thank you for restoration. Father, we thank you for breakthrough in the lives of your people. Victory over every situation they may be facing, Father. Make every crooked path straight, Father. Visit every spoken prayer request, every unspoken prayer request. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen and amen. 
amen. Well, glory be to God. I want to invite you to pray with Lightwave Church of God in Christ. It's yes. such a blessing to have a platform where we pray Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific yes. time. So if you are in the U.S., if you're international, you might want to check your time zone um, so that you can be in sync, that we can all pray together. And the number we call is 515-603-5632. 515-603-5632. Three, two. If you are trying to access the prayer line internationally and you cannot access the, um, the, the prayer line, please email us at lightweightchurches at gmail.com so that we can further assist you. But prayer changes things, my God. Yeah. Instead of laying in your bed, feeling that feeling of anxiety, instead of being bitter, instead of throwing in the towel, won't you give it to the Father? Won't you give it to the Father and watch the Father begin to change things around sometimes we can be praying for something and the father is saying not yet that does not mean denial that means that he's still working on situations he may be working on you he may be working on that thing that you are praying for that it can be in your advantage because as of now it's not in your advantage glory be to god but we want to pray with you come on the prayer line as we pray for ourselves and intercede oh all around this globe pastor Dan, you have any announcements well i would like to reemphasize on the giving aspect uh, you know sometimes there's the argument uh, about about giving and about yes. seeds they said no there's nowhere in the bible that talks about planting seeds <clears throat> but that's by revelation there's the rima and there's the logos so the logos the power of god uses to reveal uh, uh bring spiritual understanding higher so planting seed, the seed faith demonstration is according to sowing and reaping, just like you know a farmer who goes into the field to plant seeds. Hallelujah. So your giving is like planting seeds. And the word of the Lord says your tithes and offering. So your offering, if you are uh, uh, attaching a, a, a faith of seed planting behind your offering. That's planting seeds. And the word of God in the book of Malachi says, he will rebuke the devourer. He will rebuke the devourer. So the argument that, oh, there's nowhere in the Bible that says uh, uh, we should plant seeds, is a revelation. Look, the book of Luke says, give and it shall be given unto you. So it's more blessing in giving than being at the receiving end. What? Pressed down, running over, shaking together. Shall God cause men to give to your bosom? It, it is a principle. So if you attach faith to it and demonstrate it consistently, then you will reap the rewards. We are not asking you to give because we want your money for our benefit. But as we are preaching the word of God, we, it is our desire that you experience breakthrough Amen. and freedom, financial release and breakthrough and freedom in your life, mm. most especially financially. Hallelujah. And there's no way to do it than to demonstrate or than to demonstrate the, the principle yes. that is coming from uh, the word of God, which says giving. Uh, hallelujah. 
So we 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 encourage you to give plant seeds, putting your need on it. And the word of God in Malachi also said, so that there will be meat in my house. Mm -hmm. See, the house of God has visions. The house of God pays bills. And as we demonstrate our faith by giving to meet the needs of the house of God, then God will uh, in turn bless us so that we'll give more. Because he knows that if we have the desire to give to support his work or to meet the needs in his house, then we're going to always give. And he's always going to use us as a conduit, as a path to send the blessing through so that we'll help his house and help others around us that need the help. Hallelujah. So our donation to institutions and to, to the needy should not take away from our giving to support the work of God. Hallelujah. It is the word of God that is saying it. And when we, we obey the word of God, we experience the blessings of God. We're going to preach anyway. We're going to do the assignment and the calling of God over our lives. But we also desire that you be blessed and experience the blessings in the word of God. You say, if I don't give, would I be blessed? Well, God will bless you anyway, but he will bless you more if you ask him to bless you. And one way to ask God to bless you more is through your giving and planting seeds. God bless you. Amen. And Pastor Daniel, before um, we conclude, I just want to share Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and 6, and it talks about the seed. Um, it says, sow your seed in the morning and do not rest your hands in the evening, for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, my God. So as you sow in your seed, you don't know if your seed in the morning or in the, you do not know how God will turn around and use which your one seed. You will yes. use. So yes. just be consistent. Yes, consistent in your giving. giving. Yes. If you give sparingly, you will receive sparingly. If you give bountifully, you will receive what? Bountifully. So you don't give one dollar or a, a nickel or a penny and you're expecting God to give you a thousand dollars. You know, we don't work like that anyway. And God also sets the, the foundation and the and the and the and the principle to follow. God bless you. Glory be to God. Well, amen, amen. It has been a blessing as always coming to you today with the word of the Lord. We will see you next week, same time, same place. Be blessed. Uh -huh.